I'm nobody or Veronica, not even Jughead. Don't you call me a Reggie, I'd rather be caught dead. Just two friends who don't know who they want to be. Let's see them figure it out. Archie and me. Welcome to Archie and me and Archie Comics Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Brandon. And today we are once again hanging out at Pop's Diner and doing a book club episode. We're going to be talking about the 2017-2018 miniseries Harley and Ivy Meet Betty and Veronica. Because we're keeping the crossover train going, Josh. We're crossing over. <laughs> this one was created by, well, first of all, it was six issues. And it was created by Mark Draco, Paul Dini, Laura Braga, Adriana Mello, Tony Avina, Arif Prianto, and Darren Bennett. So I always like hearing, Brandon, you know, what was your first introduction to things? And since we're talking about Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy this issue, Mm -hmm. or this episode, I was wondering what your intro to them was. Uh, I suspect we might have the same intro because we're we're both... uh, I'm I'm older than you, Brandon. You are. I was going to say we're both of around the same age. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, it's for me, it's Batman animated series. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the world's introduction to Harley, but, but uh, you know, I, I obviously didn't watch that show probably until the, you know, 2000, 2001 era um, reruns and stuff, so that was my first introduction. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about Poison Ivy, and yes, you're right, Batman animated series, loved it, giant fan. I also feel like Poison Ivy stuck in my brain from watching the Batman and Robin the George Clooney Batman and Robin oh, movie, because yeah. she's in that. Um, Uma Thurman, right? Uma Thurman, yeah. Which at the time, I really... So when that movie came out, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I think I was like eight or nine when that movie came out, so I had no issues with it whatsoever. That was great. Yeah, I had no problems with it either. I was like, <laughs> this is a Batman. This is what I got, right? Yeah. Because I don't even think I had seen the 80s Batman movies really at mm-hmm. all. I hadn't seen those when I was that age. That was kind of... I was a big Batman fan because of the show, and I think maybe I had like a random comic or two. So this is really the first Batman movie I remember watching was Batman and Robin. Yeah, I remember we had uh, the VHSs of them, and and I would watch those all the time. I think when I was a little kid, my favorite was Batman Forever. But it's like uh, Batman is just one of those characters where I don't think anybody remembers the exact moment they, uh, they met the character or they met that world. It just feels like it was always there. Like yeah. Star Wars. It was always, I, I was in the womb liking Star Wars, right? <laughs> Actually, in the delivery room where I was born, it was Batman themed. <laughs> they they knew. They already knew. There's a Batman, the best spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Paul Dini and Mark Andrico writing this issue, which I think is kind of, you know, a first for them, right? Working in this Archie world. Yeah, well, and you know, uh, Dini is, is Batman royalty in a way, right? I mean, we, we've obviously... We are just talking about an anime series, and he was, uh, you know, obviously instrumental in that show, him and Bruce Tim, And he's kind of become, not just for that show, but, but you know, he wrote the beloved Batman Arkham games, Paul Dini did. He wrote his own run on the comics. Uh, you know, he writes some Harley Quinn comics every now and again. So when, it, when you're writing a, a story with these characters, you really can't go any better than bringing him on. And uh, I also quite like... Uh, Mark Andreco as well. I remember reading his um, Death of Hawkman miniseries back in the day, which I really enjoyed. He was back also, in the day. Back in the day. A few years ago. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, 
Uh, he was also the editor on that um, Love is Love anthology. And Paul Dini wrote something for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember so, really enjoying that. So I think I, th- I thought it was a good mashup to have them two write, work on this together as writers. So we have Laura Braga, who does most of the pencils for the series. And she's, you know, an Archie person. We know her by now. She recently did a story in Betty the Final Girl. But she's also done Blossom 666, which we haven't covered yet. And Brandon, you need to read it. It's Cullen Bunn. Come on. <laughs> I love Cullen Bunn. I also just realized I didn't answer your question, which was like, have these fo- have these writers ever touched the Archie world before? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is, I don't know. So I, is it just the artists here who are in that universe? I don't think. Uh... I think they're coming from the DC side of things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they both work on DC books. So the creative team itself is a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could say that for a lot of creative teams. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that sounded really smart as it was leaving my mouth. <laughs> Trying to make uh, everything, all the pieces fit together. <laughs> so there will be some spoilers for this story, but you, it's easily, you know, I got it easily. You can read it online. You can't get it on Comixology, though. No, no Comixology Unlimited, uh, but it is on the DCs. Uh, they don't call it Unlimited. What do they call it? Infinite. Infinite Un-Universe DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you can buy the hardcover, which I bought the hardcover, and I, I like it. I like a little nice little hardcover. I really like the art in this, and uh, I also especially liked, I thought the coloring and the line art worked really well together, so this is a nice one to have a physical copy of, I think. Uh, I just, I love holding some good art in my hands. <laughs> There's some really good covers in this, too. I think Jenny Frizen mm-hmm. does some. Um, I saw a Jay Lee one that was great. Jen Bartel. Amanda Connor. Billaquise Everly. Top tier. And we also have uh, Adam Hughes' uh, variant cover where he's doing it in the style of his Benny and Veronica. Oh, uh, yeah. series, which is really <laughs> cool. And yeah, we got a classic Dan Parent one, too. So, you know, this this I think this episode comes at a great time because uh, over the last several weeks, we not only covered a Batman-Archie crossover with Archie meets Batman 66, but we also covered a crossover that was Betty and Veronica focused with the uh, Rid Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. And so now we're kind of combining both of those worlds in this third crossover episode where it's Betty and Veronica focused. You do see the you know Archie and Jughead, but they're definitely not the main characters here. And we get the Batman world, but we also but we don't really get Batman in this. This is no. really just focused on Harley and Ivy. And the villains that are used, for the most part, are villains that are just kind of created for this miniseries. Like uh, like Peachhead, who I love. The Peachhead, yeah. Is that a, I don't think that's his official <laughs> that's name. That's not his official name. But he's a crook who got his head turned into a peach. And I yeah. Love uh, thinking of Batman, though, I do... There's a moment in this I really do love that's way later, but I love... There's Jughead's shadow, and they think it's Batman, <laughs> but it just turns out to be Jughead. And I, I just love... <laughs> I love the little Jughead moments in this that don't take away. They're just like little jokes that pop in and out. And we definitely and, see Al- Alfred, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you're getting the working staff, you know? Yeah, you're getting, yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting the people who are working hard. Because, I, I, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a tease, because, you know, I don't... It's, it's not like somebody on the phone saying, Hello, Alfred, Batman's butler, how are you? <laughs> but I definitely, like, I was like, oh, is that Alfred? Should we get into the plot a little bit, right? Yes, yes. There's a swamp. There's a swamp. And Hiram Lodge wants to essentially develop this piece of land that is a swamp. And he wants to turn it into a... It's free college, but wow. it's only... <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's classes that he wants to teach. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really interesting. Yeah, really, it's like a mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a giant mall that happens to have a, a like a college on a small like it seems like a community college sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or a for profit college yeah. sort of thing. It's a scam campus. Yeah, it's 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 a scam, and I feel like people try to call it out of that at first. But uh, a big plot point is that the swamp's going to damage the ecosystem, and mm-hmm. of course, you know who's not happy about this. Poison ivy. Poison ivy. So that kind of is what uh, pulls Harvey. That's what pulls Harley and Ivy, mm-hmm. which I guess you could call Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. Is that their nickname? <laughs> I also, I love that just like with the Batman meets, or the Archie meets Batman 66 series, which established that Riverdale and Gotham are relatively They're really nearby. close by. You can drive there today. Yeah. yeah. This continues that tradition of... They go back and forth, yeah. ...of saying that Riverdale is just nearby, and so therefore the people who live in Riverdale are very aware of all the happenings in Gotham and the villains that are in Gotham, and that becomes a big plot point because uh, early on in the series, there is a costume party, mm-hmm. and that's where... Uh, I would say the uh, what 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 what's the official term for it? the instigating incident happens? Yes, mm-hmm. I did want to mention. You know, I really do like this Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy pairing because I was even thinking about the Harley Quinn HBO show, which is like such a they're such a good pair, and I really like when they're used together. I think yeah. they really bounce off each other really well because Poison Ivy, yes, she makes jokes and stuff, but she seems to be a little more serious. Yeah, oh, of a yeah. villain. And, you know, Harley Quinn, of course, she's wacky and wild. <laughs> that giant hammer. The gi- Oh, that, that giant hammer. I, uh, I'm i with you. I love the show. Uh, the the I guess now we have to call it the Max show. But uh, Boo. <laughs> uh, that's, and then there's been there's been a lot of like Harley and Ivy comics, too. I think I think even Paul Dini uh, wrote a Harley and Ivy miniseries. And um, they've, they've popped up a lot in Batman animated series or the Batman Adventures comic. They do. They have a great like um, holiday issue that I love, where they are partnering up. So yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty well accepted that they they are written together quite often now. Yeah, and right before this party, they try on all these different costumes, which I thought was a really fun montage mm-hmm. of the costumes. And Kevin's supposed to help them out. <laughs> they kind of have like a Joan of Arc and Marie Antoinette sort of thing. <laughs> Um, a Captain Hook and Tinkerbell, uh-huh. a Sir Isaac Newton and an apple, and then Spy versus Spy, which I was like, oh, I was, they should have done that. That, one. that was a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really <laughs> like that one. Uh, but they ended up going with. Well, they ended up going with Harley and Ivy. Yes. So and then Archie's wearing his superhero, oh his my gosh. pure heart costume. I love it. Another another similarity to two, uh, Archie meets Batman sixty six. Yeah. So this costume party is like a. Hiram Lodge is throwing it, so it's associated with this business development he's doing. So that's why he's forcing Veronica to go, and and so Betty's with Veronica, and then Harley and Ivy are wanting to crash the party, because they want to get close to Hiram Lodge to convince him not to do it. So that's why these four characters are here at the same time. Harley and Ivy are dressed as themselves, obviously, and Betty and Veronica decide to uh, put on costumes of Harley and Ivy because uh, apparently the costume uh, party theme is heroes and villains. So you get this great moment where uh, Betty and Veronica are wearing the classic versions of their yes, costumes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think Harley or Ivy makes a comment like, uh, like, you're wearing our old costumes. Yeah, I love that. I love that moment seeing them both because you really have to think about how much 
Margot Robbie mm-hmm. has kind of, you know, modernized Harley Quinn in a way where it's like, especially younger generations, like even ta- when I taught middle school and teaching kids, that, w- that was their Harley Quinn. Yeah. Even yeah. though... She's not a jester anymore. Like, she stood out of the movie that she was in. Mm-hmm. She, like, uh, went beyond that because it's not everyone's not talking about everyone else's characterizations no. <laughs> of Suicide Squad, right? Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I kind of like that juxtaposition we get in here. Did you ever, side note, did you ever see Birds of Prey, the movie? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great, too. I mean, I guess I guess the original title was, like, what, Harley Quinn and the Emancipation of... Or no, was it? What was it, was it called? Something, something, something. something, something. The it was a great title. of Harley Quinn. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't stick in our brain. No, no, but it was great. Anyway. Um, yeah, I was a little bummed to kind of got it. It felt like it got a little swept under the rug. And yeah. I thought they could have done so much with that world. It was really, it was just like, that's what I want from a DC movie. It was like a fun DC movie with fun action. Yeah, do something different. Um, and you could tell that Margot Robbie really cares about doing that character justice. A hundred percent. So at this part, and they run into each other. And we we get this kind of older Smithers, <laughs> like you know, and it's like kind of like a older rendition of him. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And this is this is this party is when the comic reveals itself to be what it really is, which is a Freaky Friday story. Ooh, it is switch, a switcheroo. Switch bodies, switcheroo. <laughs> uh, Sabrina is there, and so is Zatanna. And it made me want them to have their own Oh, my book. gosh. I would love a Sabrina Zatanna <laughs> book. Who will write it? Oh, my gosh. That would be so... I mean, just throw Kelly Thompson on it. Why not? Yes. Um, okay, that... this is like a wild pitch. Okay. What about this Kelly Thompson and, like, Holly G? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would love to see that. That would be great. It would be so much fun. Oh. Don't don't put that in my head. Now I'm just going to go to bed disappointed, but it doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh so Hiram hires Zatanna as the party's entertainment, I guess. And then Sabrina is there. And there's some spells, shenanigans going on. And the spells uh, cross like like Ghostbusters. You don't cross the beams. You don't cross the spells, yeah. And, uh, and it causes um, body switch. So, you know, Betty and Veronica go into Harley and Ivy's body and vice versa. And they sleep it off. And the next morning they wake up and... Uh, shenanigans ensue there is one part i think we need to mention about the party is reggie oh yes reggie mantle is dressed up as the joker the joker (laughs) and he gets him and moose get into it at per usual Mm -hmm. and he gets hit really hard on the head (laughs) by harley's it's she she hits him with the hammer right yeah i think so and he gets a concussion and throughout i mean we might as well just say throughout the rest of the book he's like convinced he is actually the joker yes (laughs) which i think is just such a fun uh move for reggie so great. Another little thing I loved in the party was that Midge was dressed as Paul Bunyan and Moose was dressed as the uh the the, yeah, the, the yeah, blue the ox. The blue ox, yeah. <laughs> great costume choice. Yeah, I mean who came up with that Midge, right? Can you is that what can you and I do that for this Halloween? Okay. Which one would be the ox and which one would be Paul Bunyan? Or can we actually, you know, so we don't want to steal our idea. Can I can you be um what's his name? Is it uh the, where I'm the tornado and you're uh the guy who catches the tornado? Like from Twister? No. Uh, <laughs> the old folk tale. The guy who catches the tornado in an old folk tale. No, when you said uh when when you said, you know, I'll be the tornado, uh the first thing I thought of was like, okay, you be the tornado and I'll be Bill Paxton from Twister. All right, let's that's it. That's what I <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's what uh connected in my head, yes, Brandon. <laughs> and like 
In your tornado costume, you can have like little cows floating around. Pecos Bill is what I was thinking. I, you made this up. No, I didn't. Yeah, I just made up Pecos Bill. He captures he captures a tornado and he rides it. I think Twister has had more uh, long term impact on the culture than whatever Pecos. We were Bill talking is. about a Paul Bunyan, <laughs> and what else you learn about Pecos Bill? Pecos Bill. Was this something that your parents just made up for you when you're going to sleep? The first known stories were published in 1917. Okay. Pecos. Okay, Brandon, you're the one who's not educated here. It's not me. <laughs> I'm sorry, your Virginia public education <laughs> let you down. Uh, that's the problem with our education system today. Not enough kids know about Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill, yeah, you didn't. So anyway, he catched a tornado. Is that what he did? Yeah, just oh. like Bill Paxton. Just like Bill Paxton. Well, he, I mean, his was more about measuring the dynamics of he the kept, storm. He and, captured it. <laughs> okay. Right. In our hearts. Yeah, Bill Paxton increased our knowledge. Uh, and, yeah, and our hearts. Great. What were we talking about? <laughs> they wake up. <laughs> they wake up the next day and they realize they're, you know, they have, the switcheroo has occurred. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I love that um, that they are also separated by space, you know, so like. Yeah. Uh, they get, there's like story reasons why they get right. taken back to Gotham. Betty and Veronica are in Aaron Gotham in the bodies of Harley and Ivy. And then Harley and Ivy have to attend high school in the bodies of Betty and Veronica. It's very funny. Catwoman, who ended up being at the party, brings him back, which it was, it was nice to see her pop up. I kind of, I think I could have enjoyed even seeing a little more, a few more DC people just pop up, even if they're in the background or something like that. Yeah, totally. Jim Gordon could have had something to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Kite Man. <laughs> Kite Man, yeah. He's getting his own spinoff show now, too. Speaking of the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh... One of the one of the plot points that goes throughout this miniseries is that Harley Quinn, uh, you know, like in the movie Birds of Prey, uh, she is always being followed by debtors, by people who want to kill her, yeah, people who want to hurt her, and so now that uh, you know it's it's Betty and Veronica and the and those bodies, they now have to deal with this evil gang that's out to get her, including the henchman we mentioned earlier, Peachhead, Peachhead, and uh, and was it was the other one, Leonard? <laughs> Leonard the Lamprey or yeah. something like that. I wasn't yeah. familiar with him. I don't I wasn't sure if he was a creation for this miniseries or if he existed before. Yeah, he's kinda in the background and you find out later, I feel like we should just say it already, he's the one who's kind of been doing dealings with Lodge. Yeah. Uh but Lodge didn't necessarily know that he was this you know, evil, evil guy. Yeah, like he's like a he's like a um silent investor or whatever. Um and they, they quickly find out by, by talking to the witches who uh, caused this problem to begin with. I guess Satana's not a witch. Uh, magician and a witch. Magician and a witch. Uh, they basically find out that is really... That the, is that one of those uh, Chronicles of Narnia books? <laughs> the Magician and the Witch? Yeah. <laughs> so they find out that all they have to do is just touch, like physically touch, and then they'll be, uh, they'll be you know, put back in their real body. So... The solution's not complicated. It's just a matter of getting back together. I just, you know, I was looking back at things and I'm looking at uh, Reggie as the Joker who, again, who let him loose by him? No one's watching him. <laughs> he's just like somehow ends up back in Gotham and he's doing very, I guess because he thinks he's the Joker. Yeah. But something I didn't notice before, he's on the train and he's going back and he's laughing to himself in this kind of classic Joker costume. And there's a little girl in the front, in front of him, and she says, "Daddy, there's a creepy guy in the back laughing to himself." 
And her dad says, just ignore him, little jinx. <laughs> oh. Is, is this jinx? Maybe. Who now is a, you know, uh, she's a horror character of her own. This is not the same little jinx. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, obviously, uh, you know, the bulk of the sort of the middle of the series is not just uh, Reggie dealing with thinking he's the Joker, but it's also uh, Harley and Ivy being chased by criminals, being chased by the cops. Um, but eventually, uh, they do make it back to Riverdale, where they are all able to uh, touch and be put back in their normal bodies. But that then a, a, a more sinister plot pretty quickly becomes revealed. The <laughs> Leonard, the what was it again? Lamprey. <laughs> yeah. So Leonard, the, the silent investor, basically decides, uh, I'm going to kill all of you, including Hiram Lodge. So that I can collect the insurance money on this project I've been I invested in. Yeah, I think you're missing uh, so yeah some really fun moments of like I was just uh, flipping through. There's a really fun moment where Reggie hits the peach head with the giant hammer, and it's like very violent <laughs> if you imagine that his head is really a functioning head. Like there's mm-hmm. peach all over the place. Reggie just killed a man. Yeah, but he has a concussion. So to, can you be arrested for that? <laughs> Okay, can you, arrest, can you be arrested for bruising fruit? <laughs> if if you could, I'd be, you know, in jail. <laughs> I'd be doing a lifer. Was there any other any other moments you wanted to call out uh, before we get to uh, the last two issues here? I do have to mention, we didn't really talk about how some of the people are drawn. Moose is drawn like he is an adult, <laughs> giant, muscular adult. Like, yep. he is so big and that was like i you know i think especially people of the 80s and 90s had such a misunderstanding of what a high schooler looks like <laughs> i feel like it's a very common cultural phenomenon uh-huh. where you're like because all the high school shows we watch they're all like 30 and they <laughs> take off their shirts and you're like my body doesn't look like that in oh. high school <laughs> but moose is definitely he's like stacked with muscles in this yeah. book uh well you know riverdale everybody's jacked in riverdale you know that's what the high show. schoolers look like. Yeah. <laughs> so Lenny, the the baddie, <laughs> just takes the all these characters. He's Hiram, not a he's not a baddie. He's not a baddie. No, I'm saying you know, baddie is like someone who's like you're about them. Oh, yeah. is that true? Yeah, you know. Oh my God, Brandon, you're you're younger than me. <laughs> you should know slang. Oh, so baddie is like good now. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so he's <laughs> he's just bad. Wow. <laughs> i should not be cooler than you brandon it's always been that way i don't know why you're surprised okay so yeah, you, you get to interact with the youth on a daily basis <laughs> you know yeah i'm learning this from my elementary school students yeah <laughs> leonard so leonard the baddie <laughs> leonard the baddie uh he ties them all up uh the the four women and hiram lodge he plants dynamite and the plan is just to blow up the construction site kill them all and uh, collect the insurance money as the only investor left standing. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, you know, when was the first time the trope of, you know, planning explosive at wherever the event's supposed to occur and then <laughs> tying the people up at that event? Uh-huh. Because I think it's a very common trope. Totally. Uh, maybe it's to, like, save time. <laughs> but I wonder when that was, like, the first time that happened. Maybe in old silent movies or something. Mm. What was first, that or the tying to the railroad tracks? Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> which, similar. Which first? Very similar vibes, yeah. But I feel like that's been used in so many stories where they're like, we're going to tie you at the place where it'd be convenient for you to escape 
and then you can fix the problem because you're really low by, like you know, really close by. Right, right. And I'll probably monologue to give you some extra time. I'll talk <laughs> about my plans. Classic baddies. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I don't like the word now. How do you say it that way? I don't know. Baddies. <laughs> uh, I mean, they escape, right? Yeah, it's, yeah of course. It's, yeah. it's 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 Betty and Veronica and Harley and Ivy. Of course, they escape, and the baddies get their comeuppance. And uh, and the story has a sweet ending. Well, yeah. At the end, we do have to mention that Jughead and Harley Quinn have a burger, like a food eating contest. <laughs> and Jughead does win, but I'm sure Harley gave him a run for his money. Jughead uh, is not in this a lot, but every moment he's in this series, I thought it was very funny and cute. And we have the Batman kind of shadow joke at the end, too, because in the backseat of their car, you see a shadowy figure. <laughs> yeah. And it's Jughead again, <laughs> which I great joke throughout. And Hiram's heart grows three sizes larger, <laughs> and he decides uh, to donate and he the land. He returns all the presents. He turns all the presents. He decides to donate the land as a, you know, uh, conservation site. So Poison Ivy's very happy. You think back over the series, uh, this is something which happens with me, is that, you know, it makes sense for them to be apart, especially the Freaky Friday thing. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see them team up for a little bit longer. But, of course, it makes sense in the, the plot of the story for them to be separate. Yeah, yeah, we don't really get them teaming up until, you know, that last issue or two. Whereas, you know, with Red Sonia and Vampirella, that was really a team-up, solved-together kind of book. Which was one of my favorite plot things where they saw them and they're like, like, first issue, hey, hi, all right, we're a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Jump right in. Love it, love it. I, um, I've, I've quite enjoyed uh, all these crossovers that we've talked about, Archie crossovers. I... I I don't know where that kind of spirit of crossing over with other IP came from. Like, that's been a big part of Archie for a long time. They you know, seem open to do it, yeah. Yeah, and I love that about them. I love that about Archie Comics, that they're always not just experimenting with their own line, but they also love having their line uh, interact with other IP. Um, it's just really fun. And I've, I've, I've enjoyed every single one we talked about so far. And uh, I know that this will not be the last crossover we talk about. Oh, no. Even if, you know, after we do this kind of in this mini series of crossovers, we're going to come back and do more. There's so many crossovers we could talk about. Totally. Well, here comes Pop with a check and he's wearing the old school Harley Quinn outfit. (laughs) With the jester and the bells and everything. Yeah. And the whistles. And whistles. Bells and whistles. Oh, okay. Is Pop a baddie? (laughs) <laughs> is that how it, <laughs> i'm gonna cut that out and just okay. uh, use that as many times as i want i'll go ahead maybe i'll seem cooler is papa baddie is papa baddie 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 is papa baddie 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 is papa baddie So, Brandon, I was wondering uh, if you had any recommendations for a storyline with either Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn or both. It could be a comic, a video game. 
Ooh, like like pit, like make a pitch. No, like what's your favorite storyline? Oh, oh, I thought you meant like uh, like do you have any ideas for stories? Yeah, yeah. Give us your your uh, unsolicited <laughs> pitches. Oh, great. Okay, so um, I I hesitate to recommend this because I can't pronounce the the gentleman's name. You know who I'm talking about? Stepan. Yeah. Stepan Sejic. Stepan Sejic, I think maybe. Uh, we're, we're trying. Where are they from again? <laughs> Brandon, you're, you're not. Yeah, you're not. You're not. I'm not sure. I don't, it's a uh, Scandinavian, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this this wonderful artist and writer did a, a DC Black Label miniseries called Harleen, and uh, it's fantastic. Um, you should be able to find it just by searching Harleen. And uh, yeah, he's, it's like he's Croatian. He's Croatian. Okay. So Sepsian Sejek. I don't know. We're trying. We're trying. Anyway, it's great. I recommend that. I know that you and I are both huge fans of his work. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Sunstone. And uh, there's like this Witchblade spinoff Switch, which I really liked. I got, mm. it just got, I think he got injured and it got canceled, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a fun book. Um, I would suggest a Paul Dini book, and that is Gotham City Sirens, Ooh. which features Catwoman. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, and getting to see them as a team is so much fun. So that would be my pitch for sure. As always, if you enjoy what you're listening to, please leave us a review and check us out on all the social media. We're at Archie and Me Pod or Archie and Me Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, and we can't wait till next time. We're super excited about October. It's all I have to say. Oh my gosh! So much spoopy stuff. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm no Betty or Veronica. Just to 